0: Welcome to Yoga Chit Chat. I'm Phoebe Schiff, yoga teacher, productivity enthusiast, and master smoothie chef.
1: And I'm Karik Morinaga, yoga teacher, Rubik's Cube nerd, and Star Wars fan. Every week, we meet virtually for an informal discussion on a common yoga philosophy principle, teaching, or theme.
0: Today's topic is Sponda the Sanskrit word for pulsation
1: and that's really the definition of sponda just very simply pulsation by pulsation we mean dynamic waves of expansion and contraction and these waves the pulsation contraction and expansion is found everywhere throughout the universe down to the subatomic level all the way to galaxies and stars and big events in the universe, everything has a pulse.
0: Spanda is a huge concept, and it's one of six attributes of the absolute. In other words, one of the attributes of the universe that is present in everything. Spanda is the pulsation between the polarities of the universe. The energy between darkness and light, the energy between night and day, the energy between remembering and forgetting, and all of the other examples of polarities that exist in the universe and in our human experience, especially on our yoga mats. So Karik, so much, so much to get into here. Maybe we start with how pulsation plays into our yoga practice and expand from there.
1: Sure. For me, as an Anusara yoga teacher, I teach from five universal principles of alignment. And the principles of alignment have a pulsation. Every pose starts with an expansion. I instruct students to take the form of the pose to unfold themselves, to expand and take shape. They set the foundation and they open to something bigger, opening their hearts and their minds to something bigger. And that's the first big wave of expansion. Then immediately after they set the foundation and open their minds a little bit, the next instruction is to contract, is to engage muscularly, to draw the muscles in. Towards the midline, towards a focal point, pulling everything together. Then there's an expansion. There's an expansion that we call expanding spiral. It refers to specific actions, usually in the legs, but that action expands, for example, the hips and the low back. Then the next instruction is a contraction. There's a contracting spiral, which sort of counters the expanding spiral, and they balance each other out. Then, after the contracting spiral, it's a big expansion. It's what we call organic energy. It is an expansion from the middle, it's an expansion from the midline out. So, physically, we as students are pulsing with these waves of energy mirroring the universe's pulsations.
0: And this is why we say sometimes that we are microcosms of the macrocosm, that as humans, we are a tiny version of the universe, no lesser in quality, just condensed. And then our yoga practice is really a condensed form of the spanda, the expansion and contraction of the universe. To take this off the mat, which I love to do to understand some of these bigger concepts, I like to think of Sponda in the context of maybe starting a new project. So in the same way that on your mat you start out with an expansion, when you are conceiving an idea, your mind is expanding. This is why often creative people maybe like to be someplace outdoors or go someplace where things are really open. It's and it's quite literally so that your mind can expand and you say, okay, I want to start this project and that's expansion. And then from there you you go into contraction, which is okay, I need to make a to-do list. And so that's then contracting it into steps. And then maybe from there each of the steps then expands into the realm of possibility and then you contract And you continue to do that. And that's how projects work. And that's really kind of the story of every process. When we think about it, this pulsation between expansion and contraction coming back to our yoga mats and really into our daily experience as well. The breath is a a microcosm of the experience of spanda as well. We inhale and we exhale the thing with sponda is that sponda is not the inhale or the exhale. It is the energy, the pulsation between the two.
1: There's so many ways that we can experience pulsation on small levels and big levels. We mentioned several of them already. Just things as simple as day turning to night and night turning to day is a pulsation. The season's... Shifting and changing are a pulsation in the body. You mentioned the breath We can also talk about the heartbeat as being a pulsation we can talk about Electrical impulses in our brains being pulsations in our minds on Everyday levels even just the way that we see things Colors are simply different wavelengths of light. So different pulsations Visually that hit our eyes in a certain way to create color and form and beauty. So light waves are a pulsation. The things that we hear are simply sound waves, uh, pulsations within the air. At the beginning of most yoga classes, we'll chant the sound of Om together. And the Om sound is the primordial sound of the universe or the pulsation of the universe. So when we OM together, symbolically, we're each connecting to the pulsation that started it all, the sponda of the entire universe, the birth of the universe, that primordial sound of everything.
0: To expand back out into the universe, the largest experience of spanda is the pulsation between the supreme, the infinite, the unlimited, and then form. Density the gross experience and I don't mean gross like yucky. I mean gross as in more weighty the weighty experience of form and so That polarity makes up our our whole Experience and then we can also look at the pulsation between the immaterial and the material Going back to my example to bring it back down to earth for a second The immaterial is the idea that you might be having for a project. The material is when you pull that idea down onto your computer screen or onto a notepad and start creating it. And this is the whole idea of manifestation. You take the unmanifest from the infinite realm that we can't perceive and then pull it into form and density in this realm. And once again, Spanda is the energy that allows us to move in between those realms. And and the interesting thing about Spanda is that the opposites are are, are kind of always chasing one another. And they they don't really come together. And that is the, the kind of truth of our existence. You you can't really inhale at the same time as you can exhale. And, and sponda continues to be this dance between the polarities of, of our existence. Does that make sense?
1: Yes. Very often we experience one side of the pulsation or the other side of the pulsation at a time. Our experience is often dualistic. We experience our thoughts. We experience our actions. We experience day. We experience night. We experience the inhale or we experience the exhale. But spanda is happening continuously all the time, and very often on a level that is so subtle that the two sides of the spanda seem to almost be still. So for example, a really everyday example is we experience solid objects, tables and chairs and computers and phones and things as being very still, but on the subatomic level, there's still activity, there's pulsation, there's vibration as electrons orbit protons and there's a, a very subtle vibration through it all. Sponda is happening everywhere all the time on different levels. It's not just one pulsation. Even within the pulsations that we talked about so far, they're all happening all the time. That vibration, that energy is the, like you said, the energy of creation, of manifestation, rippling through our lives.
0: This is a huge idea. And I remember when you first introduced the idea of, of colors being a pulsation and of sound being a pulsation, it really, really hit me. And then the way that I have come to understand and integrate it, kind of in the context of my life, is that our experience is a pulsation and that helps me a lot, especially in moments of feeling stuck or feeling very stagnant and remembering that sponda exists in everything is this very, for me at least very calming reminder that even when it feels like nothing's moving, everything's moving all the time on a subatomic level, the, the atoms are moving in every single thing outside of us. And then of course in internally as well. So Spanda is this lovely reminder that even when it feels like things aren't moving, the truth is that everything is moving. Everything is pulsating. And, and then when we come to our yoga mats, we practice remembering spanda by breathing and in our style of yoga Anusara, we are known for holding poses a lot longer than in other styles working through the mental chatter that starts to turn on when you've been in crescent lunge for <laughs> over 60 seconds for example and spanda is this reminder that we can tap back into this truth of pulsation by coming back to the pulsation of our breath and then remembering that the whole experience is vibrating. How else do you integrate Swanda into your practice or into your teaching?
1: One of the ways that this concept of pulsation can help students and can help us both on and off of the mat is that Understanding or realizing that there is a pulsation, we realize that things will shift and change and continue to move. Some days we're going to have really good days. We're going to be up and feeling really great. And other days we're going to be a little bit lower, lower vibration, lower sponda. Some days we'll be on the crest of, of the big high wave. And then other days we'll be in the lows of the, the bottom of the wave as yoga students on the mat, some poses will struggle in and will find very difficult. But we know that the pose that we love is coming up soon, the the wave will shift. And sometimes we just have to ride out the low to get back to the high. And not that we're always seeking the high, but we know that there's a pulsation, everything's going to shift. And even when we're on the high, we understand that the pulsation will shift again and we'll go back in the other direction. This is really great for everyday life because we can't always be on the high and then on the days where we are not feeling well, the days that we're injured, the days that we're sick, uh, the days where things just aren't going our way, we remember spanda. We remember that the next wave is coming and things will get better again. Part of yoga is being able to manage the waves, to ride the waves, and ultimately find our way back to the middle. We can sustain the middle for a longer period of time. We can't always be in the highs, we can't always be in the lows.
0: It's helpful to just remember Spanda, to remember that the experience is supposed to be in waves. Coming back to the word guru, the first syllable syllable of guru is gu which means dark and then the second syllable of guru is ru which means light and the way that we define guru is moving from darkness into light because of the principle of sponda you're not always in the light and this is why sometimes we can be a guru and then sometimes someone else can be a guru and that really we're all gurus moving in and out between the polarities of darkness and light which is why no one person can embody one side of the experience or the other and then this comes in to inform these other ideas related to darkness and light the pulsation between ignorance and awakening remembering and forgetting we've talked before, I think on a couple of episodes of the the sort of peekaboo experience of remembering our infinite nature and then forgetting it. And the delight that comes when you've forgotten it of remembering it. And so sponda is that energy that channels the remembering from the place of forgetting. And then it becomes this very beautiful dance
1: that reminds me of the five acts of Shiva or the five acts of the universe, the universe. So we talked about things on the very small level. Now we can expand to the biggest level. You mentioned the dance or the pulsation between the unmanifest and the manifest. And that is Shiva and Shakti. The universe itself creates and on a big level creates things like stars and galaxies. And even now, as we speak, entire galaxies are collapsing and crumbling and being destroyed and new ones are being formed. So on the, on the biggest levels, there is a pulsation. There's the acts of creation and destruction. So the five acts of Shiva are creation, maintenance, concealment, revelation, and destruction. Within that, is as you mentioned the the acts of concealment and revelation. So it reminds me that sponda is happening at the at the biggest levels.
0: And then a little passage that I came upon that I love defines yoga as the reconciliation of the opposites. Yoga can be defined dozens of ways, but one way that yoga can be defined is as union, and we think of it as the union between body and mind and really that separation is is symbolic of the biggest separation between the between form and the formless and yoga feels good because it is bringing these opposites back together and that's why we practice yoga on our mats as a way of of pulling the polarity of our experience together and sometimes we only experience it for the hour or hour and a half that we're on our mats but then sometimes we're able to pull it into experiences off the mat which is of course what becomes so wonderful about practicing yoga so often is then having it show up in different parts of your life where you might otherwise feel the intensity of of opposites of dark and light so that's that's how yoga and sponda are related
1: i really like that yoga as the resolution between the opposites very often we experience life as a dichotomy as very dualistic and Spanda yoga is really experiencing not just the contraction or just the expansion, but experiencing both as almost as one thing.
0: Yeah. And so we have the, the ideas of, of Shiva and Shakti. And so Shiva is, is infinite consciousness. And then Shakti is, is contraction and form. And then Shakti manifests in these different ways of of maya and you'll hear maya defined as as like a cloak something that that hides something so we have the kanchukas and the malas which are these extensions of shakti and all these are are different things that create the polarity between the realm of shiva infinite consciousness and then the the manifestation of a form. And so it's in between those two things that we're able, that the energy of sponda flows through and gives us the experience of concealing and then remembering over and over again. And this manifests in emotions, this manifests in the universe. And the, the big point that I think we're getting to is to honor both sides of the polarity, to not you know, only be happy or excited when there is light, but to also honor the dark and realize that ultimately, they're part of the same thing. They're not separate. Spanda is kind of that energetic glue between them.
1: One side of the pulsation is no better or worse than the other side of the pulsation. But I think that's really important especially to the tantric philosophy. We don't see day as being better or worse than night or night being better or worse than day. The inhale is no better or worse than the exhale. We need both sides of the pulsation for life. We need both sides of the pulsation to have our biggest experience. We can't get stuck in one side of the pulsation. We need the ups and downs. We need the dark and the light. We need the expansion and the contraction.
0: And we're we're repeating certain things because this is such a huge concept and it will land in different ways. Another way, a a somewhat more grounded example that helps me understand this is that the more, the brighter that you turn on a light, the more intense the shadow is going to be. On a, a kind of relatable emotional level, the idea is that, you know, the more that you Experience and learn about yourself. The more that you're going to learn That you're really dark (laughs) and here's the thing the universe is really dark. It's infinitely dark and as microcosms of the universe were infinitely dark and that's okay So on an emotional level when we start to feel badly about having negative emotions come to the surface it's helpful to remember the importance and the truth of pulsation because the truth is just experiencing one one side of emotions or just experiencing light. It's like in certain places where it stays light all day, it's really disorienting. We need that sponda energy to keep us balanced or keep it, you know, there is no true balance, but to keep us dancing toward balance.
1: One last concept, it sort of has to do with the creation and the dissolution of the world or of the universe, which are the acts of the universe, two of the five. One of the ways that we can look at spanda are in terms of the concepts of unmesha and nimesha. Unmesha refers to the creation it's the cosmic eye opening and seeing and creating everything in the universe. And the Nimesha is the closing of the cosmic eye and everything is out of view, is dissolved just for that moment. And so it's, it's like a blink uh, of the, of the universe. What's happening is this balance or this pulsation between Unmesha Nimesha, the opening and closing of the cosmic eye, is happening so fast that we experience everything as being seamless. We see everything. Everything seems like a continuous universe to us in time and space, but the universe is constantly closing and opening, is folding and unfolding the cosmic eye is closing and then reopening over and over again. And the universe is being created and destroyed and created and destroyed continuously in this pulse of life. We too have that because we're microcosms of the macrocosm. We too, we blink every something like six or seven seconds. We blink and the world Before us goes out of existence, goes dark just for a moment. And then our eyes open again, and the world is created anew. We are constantly oscillating, vacillating between contraction, eyes closed, and expansion, eyes open again. And the world is being constantly recreated. This is really great news for us because if our world is being created over and over again, every few seconds, or maybe even faster than that, then we really have an opportunity for change. We can change from moment to moment. The six seconds ago, it was a different universe than it is now. As I open my eyes again, after blinking, the good news is that we're not stuck. We're not stuck in a universe that is stagnant or still. We're not stuck in our ways, in our thought patterns or our habits. We have an opportunity to change really our lives and everything in it from moment to moment because of sponda.
0: And we, the, the big takeaway is that we don't appreciate the experience of expansion without contraction. One very grounded example I was thinking of for any, well, I was going to say for any women listening, but I'm sure men wear tight shoes as well. But I was thinking for women who wear heels I don't wear heels much anymore because they're so uncomfortable, but you have to jam your feet into, you know, these little pointy shoes and walk around in them. And anyone who's worn heels for more than a couple of hours knows the bliss that comes from kicking them off. And if you never put them on, then you would never really think about how good it feels to have them off. And so really <laughs> life is in some ways life the the human form and experience is is kind of jamming our spirit into a, a very tight shoe and that example isn't mine that Ram Dass says that but we don't experience the the bliss of expansion without contraction and that's why the energy of Spanda can help us on our mats and in our lives because I think one of the most fundamental manifestations of fear for humans is to feel stuck. And the truth of this of this reality is sponda and that we really are never stuck. We're always in motion. We always have the opportunity to catch the next wave and kick off our shoes.
1: This was great, Phoebe. Lots of things to unpack. It's such a big topic, and we can experience it in so many ways. And I think that's part of why this conversation went in a lot of different directions, and it expanded, and then we'd have to kind of focus it and pull it together. So even the conversation has a sponda, hopefully, it didn't get too far out of control.
0: Yes, yes. And if my understanding of sponda is now about three years in the making, and I will, again, <laughs> to be very meta to understand sponda is and is the energy of Sponda as well. I'll move in and out of of remembering it and understanding it. And so for those listening who maybe are wondering what just happened, Allow yourself to, to take what resonated with you and then leave room for, for more insights of Sponda to be revealed to you throughout your life. We would love to hear about what parts of our conversation resonated with you, landed with you. So leave us a comment or send us a message on Instagram. Our handle is at yoga.chit.chat. And remember, we're always moving. Thanks, everyone.